0: This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel, fine. You know, you can done those. you could have destroyed the whole race car, if not worse. I don't have any problem racing each other and
1: trading paint and moving people. I mean, that's it's a short track bull rig. This right. is not Daytona. From
2: the MCRP
0: studios in the Motor City.
3: But I do know also one thing. By the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins, and I promise you that.
0: With Zach Heiser. Fanger leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf. Big run. He'll cross over now down the back straightaway into tournament. Number three, Moyer puts the binders on, Fager nearly on the bike. And Rich Friends. Any progress,
1: Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios.
3: Hey guys, this is Corey Hawn. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion, Rusty Schlink. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis Green. This is Andrew Fry. David Melky. Josh Fry. Ryan Ruhr.
2: And this is Horsepower
0: Horsepower Happenings. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings. Zach Heiser, Rich France with you after one of the biggest weekends in Michigan motorsports by far here in 2020 and maybe in quite some time. And we have a lot to break down. Some great interviews coming up later on tonight as well. But first, it's time to break some things down in a Motor City Minute. It was an interesting 104th running of the Indianapolis 500, as a matter of fact. A little bit of controversy involved with this year's edition. Takuma Sato had luck on his side, winning the Indy 500, despite being run down by Scott Dixon, who dominated much of the race. Spencer Piggott crashed with less than five laps to go before the race ended under yellow. The win is Sato's second. His first was in 2017. Tubular chassis, four tires and big horsepower. Kyle Larson has probably won in it, or probably can. Check the Hoosier 100 off the list. Coming from the back of the pack during the 65th annual event, Larson topped all drivers at the Indiana State Fairgrounds in his first USAC Silver Crown appearance in eight seasons. For the 10th time in his illustrious career, Bubba Pollard showed up at a track for the first time and left with the trophy and first place prize money. Pollard accomplished the feat at Franklin County Speedway on Saturday, taking the checkered flag in the Cars Tour's first trip to the Callaway Virginia Bull Ring. Sam Mayer drove past leader Ty Gibbs with 20 to go and rolled to the win in the arca Series East. General Tire 125 at the Monster Mile at Dover. The 17-year-old strengthened his hold on the arca Series East championship lead with his second win in three series races this season. And Bobby Santos picked up his second career night before the 500 USAC midget win on Saturday night at Lucas Oil Raceway. The win marked Santos's ninth overall USAC sanctioned victory at Lucas Oil Raceway, which ranks fourth all time those things and so much more happening tonight on horsepower happenings good evening zach heiser rich france with you on this beautiful monday and rich holy smokes we had a lot going on in four days here in the state of michigan man
1: zach did you have enough as much fun this weekend as i did i tell you what it's got to be illegal if you did
0: i i think that i could do that forever i could do that every day forever and and be completely content (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, it was incredible uh you know i was surprised i didn't plan on, on getting the best of both of my worlds but i surely was able to uh you know we'll talk more about it but berlin raceway did an outstanding job getting that event up and going on short notice mind you uh and, and it went the fans were outstanding uh the everything just went perfectly and i had a great time but let's get started uh ARCA and Champion Racing Association have have adjusted their Labor Day weekend schedule for both the ARCA Menard Series and the ARCA CRA Super Series powered by JEGS, which now includes a unique ARCA weekend doubleheader at Lebanon I-44 Speedway in Lebanon, Missouri. Uh, The weekend opens, Zach, with the ARCA Menard Series on Saturday night and closes with the ARCA CRA Super Series powered by JEGS event on Sunday which was relocated from Winchester Speedway in Indiana. So if uh, you're up for a road trip, Zach, Lebanon, Missouri just might be it.
0: Well, I had a chance to go to Lebanon, Missouri earlier this year. It's a great facility, beautiful state. If you've never been to Missouri, check it out. And uh, this will be a nice weekend to go and see Lebanon I-44 Speedway for sure. And speaking of Champion Racing Association, Rich, uh, hats off to some young Michigan natives for an impressive week and weekend. First, Dryden, Michigan's Katie Hettinger announced via a Facebook Live video on Thursday that she has been added to the GMS Racing Development Program. She also set fast time in Anderson Speedway Saturday. That was before getting caught in an accident late in the feature event. Uh, a race, by the way, that 12-year-old new Baltimore, Michigan racer Keegan Sabilo became the third different winner in three Victory Custom Trailers CRA Junior Late Model Events in 2020 after apparent winner Jordan Riddick's car failed post-race inspection. Also from Anderson Speedway, Richmond, Michigan's Brandon Varney found victory lane during the CRA Late Model Sportsman race. The win marked Varney's first career Late Model Sportsman triumph. And, not to be left out... Congratulations to Andrew Scheid on his first Super Late Model Series start at Berlin, which we'll talk about more coming up. And congratulations to Portage, Michigan's Carson Hosevar on a 12th place finish with the NASCAR Gander and RV Outdoors, uh, Gander RVN Outdoors Truck Series uh from dover over the weekend so great job to our michigan youngsters who are getting it done across the country in racing um we talked about it being a big four days that's because on wednesday the dirt car ump summer nationals hell tour began the final leg of a unique 2020 facing a stretch of four michigan racetracks with two first ever appearances Wednesday kicked everything off with nearly 30 late models and over 30 modifieds on property at Butler Motor Speedway. When the dust settled and the cars smoothed out, Brian Shirley and Will Krupp wrote their names in the history books as the first to conquer the Quincy, Michigan racetrack. Thursday, drivers moved on to Muskegon's Thunderbird Raceway for a top-to-bottom racing experience. Nick Hoffman led flag to flag for a dominating modified feature win. For the late models, Frank Heckenash Jr. held on after a late race restart and a hard-charging Ryan Gustin and Donamar Coulier were hot on his heels. And on Friday night,
1: uh, Zach, it was night three of the Michigan swing for the Dirt Car UMP Summer Nationals Hell Tour, and what a night it was. Frank Heckenash Jr. in his number 99 uh, JR machine would start the $10,000 win 50-lap feature event from the pole. Heckenass really didn't have a lot of pressure as he motored out front for the first 40 laps. A few cautions uh, would tighten the field throughout the event, but Heckenass would maintain the lead on each restart. In the final 10 laps, though, Heckenass would encounter the pesty lap traffic uh, that seems to always show up when you least need it, Zach. And that was the case on Friday. In the span of a few laps, it was now a three-car battle as Dona Marcoulier and Rusty Schlenk had tracked down the 99JR. Uh, with Marcoulier committed to the bottom and Schlank just looking for some open space to run. The final laps would be thrilling. Marcoulier would get underneath Heckenass out of turn four with a handful of laps remaining and with Schlank in tow. But Marcoulier was up for the challenge and drove mistake-free laps to close the deal and collect his first ever Summer Nationals Hell Tour win. And I caught up with Dona who kind of was rather speechless but thrilled in the pit area. It is pandemonium, uh, man, and I will tell you why. Dona coolier picking up the Hell Tour victory tonight here at Tri City. That I have never seen the grandstands here that loud <laughs> ever since I've been coming here. What a performance! What are you feeling right now? Oh, it's awesome. This is probably never ever said in. I mean, you can't, uh,
2: know <laughs> want a Hell Tour race. I mean, I'm not a not a not a regular. It was a ten thousand win. I mean, that's awesome. Just uh, the competition and this. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of speechless. I mean, it's just. I just want to thank everybody who makes this deal possible. I mean, Harold Patrick, Patrick Plumbing. I mean, he owns a race car. He owns the motor. I mean, it's nice having somebody actually believe in me and make this happen. And we've always been there, but we never had new cars or new motors. We always had older stuff. I mean, just. Uh, uh,
1: I'm out of words, I guess. <laughs> we <laughs> joked around a little bit this afternoon about running the bottom, running the bottom. You're always married to the bottom. That paid off tonight. 40 laps in, 10 to go. A 10th a lap, 10th a lap, you start catching
2: heckin' ass. Yeah, I don't know if Frankie just used his stuff up or he just got caught up in lap cars or what, but uh, I just never gave up. It was too tight to run the top, so I pretty much committed to the bottom, but uh, I mean, Mike Blackburn drives city more speedway. I mean, it's our home track. Honestly, I know marriage 10 minutes for a house, so we spent more time here and uh, <laughs> I just can't think they Makes this possible. I mean, Matt Ryan, Ryan Competition Engines. I mean, if you need a motor in the Midwest, that's badass. Call Matt. He'll build you this son of a bitch. But uh, this is all my great sponsors, Dennis Craft. Uh, my dad, my, my girlfriend. I mean, she's finally got to come tonight. She's feeling good. She's healthy. It uh, <laughs> makes this whole ride possible. I mean, uh, all-star quick car. Oh, uh d- I'm picking out my sponsors. Randall's Collision, Jimmy Collision, Jimmy Smith, my tire guy. I mean, he drives separate at a racetrack to do our tires, and he loves it. I mean, I can't ask. I can't ask for a better team. I mean, my dad, everybody makes this possible. Seven wood ticks, and then this one. This one's got to be right up near the top. It is. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Kinda, now, now I'm trying to think about the days, but this is the, what is it, was August 21st? Like, since my grandfather's passed at 13, we've always won on his on his birthday, and I, it's either today or tomorrow. And we actually pulled it off again this year, so uh, I don't know if that's got something to do it, but he's been, he's been a great part of it. He's why we're racing. I mean, uh, he started back in the 50s, and uh, we don't give up. I mean, we we get the hardest working crew. I mean, we work full time jobs, I mean, we bust our ass, and we make it right. I will tell you, I'm glad I was
1: here. That was an impressive performance. We're gonna let you go play with your fan fans right. and friends now. Sounds good, guys. And Zach. Uh, what was not exciting was the the UMP modified feature with Nick Hoffman <laughs> once again uh, putting it out front and just really with a little cruise uh, 25 lap feature, he put that thing away early. Uh, so Dona got a huge win and we'll see what he has to say uh, after a couple days to process process this win later on in the show. Saturday, Zach, the Illinois drivers were back to domination at Merritt Speedway for the first time ever, uh, for their first ever Hell Tour wrap-up at the Lake City Speedway. Uh, starting alongside Kurt Spaulding, Mount Carmel, Illinois native, Will Krupp held off a late race charge from Nick Hoffman to go to Victory Lane. Then Jason Fager led the field of late models to the green and worked through cautions and red flags to win over Ryan Gustin and Dona Marcullier.
0: Well, with that, Rich, uh, Brian Shirley was crowned the overall Summer Nationals champion. Gustin was awarded the Champions Week championship. And for the Modifieds, well, they still have three races remaining on their national tour schedule, including two events this weekend from Cedar Ridge Speedway and then a final event in October from Kokomo. And not to be forgotten, Rich... Fans of sprint car racing were treated to a whale of a show Friday from I 96 Speedway for the season finale with the Great Lakes Super Sprint. Heading into the event, Jared Horseman held a 108 point lead over Ryan Rule. A tough deficit to overcome, but mathematically possible. Rule and Horseman were very close in qualifying with the 2017 Great Lakes Super Sprint Series champion um, out qualifying Rule and then. It all started over again when Rule went out and won his heat race to begin the process of reeling in Horseman. The Lima, Ohio driver answered back, though, with a last-lap pass for the win in his heat race later on. All Horseman had to do was take the green flag to wrap up the 2020 championship, which he did. The 24 laps that followed were unimaginably competitive. 2018 Great Lakes Super Sprints champion Dustin Daggett He jumped out to the early race lead. At one point, a potential challenge was mounted by Rule before lap traffic killed his momentum at the halfway point. A caution flew for a spinning Troy Chachowski on the front stretch following the restart. Daggett again jumped out to a sizable lead over Rule. Then coming off the fourth turn, Sparta, Michigan's Andrew Scheid became a victim of circumstance, getting pushed hard into the front stretch wall off turn four and flipping into the catch fence. Scheid was uninjured, but the red was displayed in the process of getting Scheid's car out of the fence. Took nearly 20 minutes, something that clearly took a toll on the Hoosier racing tires powering the top five cars. On the restart, it appeared as though Daggett would drive on to victory lane and the podium would remain unchanged. That was until Ross and Ohio native Ricky Peterson found the inside line of I-96. Peterson quickly got around Max Stambaugh on the restart and challenged Rule immediately down the backstretch. After dismissing Rule from the conversation, Peterson locked on to Daggett. After cutting his lead to just three-tenths of a second with three laps to go, Peterson had the lead with a tight slide job coming to two to go and simply drove away for the emotional win. I had a chance to catch up with Ricky Peterson back pit side after the race was over great lake super sprint series finale and what a show that was put on here at i 96 speedway and uh, i think ricky peterson might get renamed the show after the performance tonight i want to talk to you a little bit more in depth about what happened um you're running top five doing okay before andrew shine gets in the fence red flag sizable red flag we're talking probably 20 minutes your car was completely different after the red talk to me about what changed and what you found with those final eight laps um you know we
3: were we were okay before the red and and you know i mentioned this is a new car that we brought here tonight and, and your first feature with it so you know really only have i don't know 40 laps on the whole car so uh the first i don't know 15 laps of the feature i was kind of becoming you know one with the car and i felt like i was getting better and Um, You know, I I, I searched around on the racetrack quite a bit actually before the red and I knew what I wanted to do We had the red and and had some time to just relax and take my helmet off for a minute and just kind of breathe and think and talk to myself and figure out what i want to do after the red or uh, when we go back green i had a plan and and we executed it and and it couldn't have went any better
0: you know you went around rule uh, on the bottom and i thought wow that was a heck of a move to finish second here tonight because da- dustin was almost two seconds ahead of you um inside of five laps to go you're on his tail tank when you come to the two to go signal and it was amazing those last final two laps did you know that you had a car that could to get around dustin
3: um, I don't know if it was as much the car as much as how bad I wanted to win. I, I think, um, I, I don't know. I think I just wanted to win worse than anybody else did tonight. I don't know. The car was amazing. Zach, Zach does a great job. He made great, great choices with shocks. We talked about it um before the feature and 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 he decided what to put on and and i trust him 100 and and he trusts me 100 percent and that takes a lot and and when you have an attitude and 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 when you come here to win races um you you drive like it and and you know sometimes the results don't show but that's the attitude we come with every night and tonight it, it paid off
0: one of my favorite parts of doing my job as an announcer is seeing the raw emotion when you take the helmet off and there was more of that tonight, I think, than a normal race. What, what was going on? What was going through your head? And why did this race mean so much to you?
3: Um, you know, I mentioned me and my family had uh, you know a really rough week or a week or so ago. We lost my uncle Ryan, and and you know he was uh, you know more than just an uncle, you know, and and he's one of my friends and one of Zach's friends, and 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 he got along with everybody and he came to the races and he really didn't miss many and just uh you know not see him around town or, or not be able to call him and, and not be able to see him anywhere just uh it's really taking a toll and and it sucks and, and there's nothing else to it besides it sucks mm-hmm. and uh you know I don't know just to win it it's like it, it's so awesome to win but then you just you, you just want to make sure that you, you I, I don't know I just wish that he was here and that he was enjoying it with us but um, i'm i'm hopeful and optimistic that he's uh, looking down on all of us and and uh, enjoying it just as much as we are
0: obviously this is the last race for glss uh, what is next for you as far as the 2020 season as weird as it is i know that can be kind of hard to plan but anything on your schedule coming up
3: yeah i'm, I'm gonna race tomorrow at wayne county speedway in Orville or worcester ohio with stan corted's 9x car um and 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 it's a family-owned team that we have here so we, we don't have uh the funds to just say hey we're racing every weekend no matter what so we have to go race by race but we try to race as much as we can and and winning races helps and, and it gets us back out on the track so um i'm open to do whatever i just want to race as much as i can um and and further my dream and my goal
0: of becoming a race car driver ricky peterson congratulations on a big win here tonight good luck the rest of the way thank you i really appreciate it and we should mention, by the way, the ride that he said he was going to go drive on Saturday, he went to Victory Lane again Saturday night. So a great weekend for Ricky Peterson, and what a pleasure to talk to him.
1: And Zach, as for uh, as for Jared Horseman, we welcome him now into the show as the 2020 champion of the Great Lakes Super Sprints presented by Engine Pro and ARP. Uh, Jared, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, congratulations. Um, you know... It's, Wins are great, but I think it says something a little more when um, when you can actually put everything together and win a championship.
4: Oh, yeah. You, you know, um, I mean, started out the season strong, three, three straight wins. Um, you know, that was great. Um, you know, ran a third at Butler, and then uh, I felt like a slump of, of second-place finishes. Um, but, uh, you know, and then, uh, and then of course, um, you know, a seventh on uh, on Friday at I ninety six for the, the, the championship night, and not exactly the the night that I would have liked. But um, um, did what we had to do to to pull off the championship. Had a nice uh, qualifying run and and uh, heat race uh, to get me back in the redraw. And uh, you know, redrew a seven. Didn't didn't uh, work out as well as what I would hope. But um, you know, I had a. I, you were there, had a nice long, uh, long red, and, and I felt like the car just didn't, uh, didn't light again after that after that red. And uh, you know, um, when when Ricky uh, was right in front of me on the restart, took off, and he was gone. Um, you know, I'm just sitting there riding and, and just content with uh, whatever whatever the car could give me.
1: Now we all we all know this this has been a crazy 2020. Uh, the shortened season, races getting canceled. Uh, but you really did to win that championship. You had to, because of that, you had to make the most out of each and every event.
4: Yeah, you, you, definitely. Um, you know, um, you know, I talk about a slump of second place finishes that there was uh, three or four of them there and, uh, not that second place is bad. Um, just, uh, you know, starting position, uh, I, I think, uh, I think really hurt us because most of the guys that had won those races started on the front row. Um, you know so you know to 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 pass the the quality of cars that that we did in those features um you know goes to show that uh that we were on on top of the game those nights and uh um to uh you know not to have any DNS um in those nine races um was was uh you know what what kept us in the points lead and and to win the championship
0: you know, you're a two-time champion now of Great Lake Super Sprints. Prior to that, you were a four-time NRH Sprints champion uh, down in your home state. And um, talk to me about some of that competition that you just mentioned, driving through the field, because I believe that on any given night, Jared, you're looking at probably six to ten guys that could go to victory lane any night with a Great Lake Super Sprint, yourself included. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think you nailed it. Um I, I mean, um, you know, of course, Ryan Rule, Dustin Daggett, um, Greg Dolman, Chase Reidenauer, um, Max Sandball, um, Phil Gressman, last year's champion. Um, you know, all those guys, um, you know, that, uh, uh, even, even, um, uh, Andrew Scheid, I mean, he's, uh, he's stepped it up and, uh, uh, looking a lot better and more comfortable in the car, um, that any one of these guys, we, you know, can, can win. And, uh, um, and I'm sure there's a few more that I'm missing, but, um, you know, to, to drive past a few of those guys, um, in, in, you know, those, those quality of cars, um, you know, kind of, kind of mean something. I mean, those, those guys, Dustin's been around a long time. Greg Dolman has been doing this a long time. Max ran, uh, my car last year and then uh, a few years prior ran the, the all-star tour. So, um, you know, th- all these guys have, uh, you know, they've been around the racetrack and got, got tons of laps and, uh, A lot of experience so uh you know to be right in the mingle with those guys um week in and week out um you know just to stay competitive is a great accomplishment in itself
0: talk to me about coming into that final event at i-96 because it was interesting you know you won three in a row ryan won three races and then you know you had dustin sprinkled in there chase sprinkled in there (laughs) as well um mathematically ryan was in the hunt were you watching points at all that night and the reason i ask is because of your last lap pass for a heat race win i thought i wonder if he's really trying to seal this <laughs> up right away or if you're just a competitive driver or such you want to win every race you're in what was it like friday for you
4: well you know um i knew i had a, a substantial lead going into the night um 108 points or so yeah, I and think that's um, right 108 you know at, 108, every, every night you're, um, there, there, I guess there's, um, how do I want to say it? There's, there's a difference when you're points racing and then there's a difference when you're just racing to win. Um, and not that I was so much points racing. Um, I think that's the competitiveness in me, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, you know, I, I'm trying my all. I run the thing off the back stretch and, and qualifying. And then I come around my second lap and, and go quick time. And then, and then, uh, Devin beats me, you know, a, a few cars later. So, um, not knowing and nobody's carrying a phone in their, in their fire suit right. to know, to watch race monitor on where anybody's at. So I get done and I say, you know, where did I qualify? Where did Ryan qualify? You know, because he's, he's who I'm worried about. And, um, and then we, we go out for the heat race and, uh, you know, I start third, I fall, fall back to fourth on the start. And I, I just had a sneaking suspicion that the car was going to be pretty decent on the bottom.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, just because they reworked it after qualifying and no, we were the first, pretty much the first group on the racetrack and nobody had been down there to, to really, uh, wear it out. Um, car was really good through one and two, lacked a little drive off of four and, um, you know, for the last lap pass around Phil um, wasn't necessarily a, a seal the deal um, for the championship, but um, the points are in the back of my mind. I got a good car. I'm going to make the pass and, you know, gets me in, a, in the redraw as well. It keeps me in the redraw. Yeah, so, and, and you know, going um,
0: in right, we knew that Ryan had won his heat race. So if you're watching the points, yeah. you know, and then if you match him, all you got to do is start. Yeah. Um, so I exactly. was in the tower. I'm going. I wonder if that was what the intention was because it was <laughs> for, from from where I was sitting, Jared. It was a huge move into three and four for a heat race win.
4: Yeah, yeah. You, you know, um, again, the points were in the back of my mind, and I knew I had a I had a great run getting into turn three and. Um, as long as I filled, cleared Phil, um, I, whether he passed me back or not, it would have made it exciting anyway.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. it was a
4: lot of fun and, um, um, I hope the, the crowd and, and everybody got a, a great rise out of it, but, um, um, you know, fun for me and, and, uh, you know, to make a last lap pass like that, but then drew a, a seven for the, the redraw, um. I think my daughter's luck just kind of ran, ran out this year. <laughs> um, redrawing the first few nights when we win on the front row, you know, um, you know, it's, it's uh, I shouldn't say easy, but it's uh, you know, when the car's in clean air and everything works right, um, things seem to go pretty well. Um, but uh, you know, to start seventh, I'm up to third or fourth or fifth, and, you know, on the restart there, and and then we get a long red and and. Again, I come in and the left rear tires at three and a half pounds, the right rear is at six and a half pounds, and the car just flat didn't work. Um, so, uh, needless to say, you know, I just held on to, to, to get what the car was able to give me, um, you know, but, uh, but knew I, I virtually had it sealed up going into the future.
1: Now, Jared, it's August. It's uh, 90 degrees outside. It seems <laughs> like we just got started. It surely doesn't seem like we're supposed to be ending a season. Uh, but but you're done with the Great Lakes Supersprints. What do you got on your radar? Because I'm sure that uh, you have some races you want to hit now.
4: Yeah. Um, well, in, in the in the last uh, several years, we always made the trip up to uh, Canada to run the Osh-weekan, uh Speedway. They the Canadian Nationals, and uh, always had a you know a two two or three day trip up there, and, and you know made it a lot of fun. Um, so to get done with uh, our local stuff, or as local as possible, I should say. Um, and, uh, to wrap up the GLSS season, um, we went down to I-75 I- Speedway in Tennessee last year, um, thinking about doing the same thing with the USCS, uh, Labor Day weekend and, um, just, uh, whatever, whatever opportunities really come, um, you know, kind of before, uh, October timeframe when, uh, we kick off harvest season here. So, uh, um, we'll be, uh we'll put a few more races on the race car and a few miles on the truck and, uh, you know, see what happens. I've, I've, I've wanted to go out and, and run, the, the ASCS down at uh, in Texas. But, uh, again, that fell during harvest the last few years and, uh, looking at kind of going, going South with those guys, maybe to Missouri for the three day show at, the, um, Lucas oil speedway, but, um, you know, just kind of taking things in stride and, uh, we're actually doing maintenance tonight. So, um, you know, have the car ready, and uh, whatever pops up and is available, we'll we'll uh, we'll head out there,
0: Jared. In closing, uh, again, congratulations. I have to ask: COVID nineteen shortened championship, which, as Rich said, every race counts at that point. Two thousand seventeen, your first Great Lakes Super Sprint Series championship. Where where do those two rank each other?
4: Um, you know, <laughs> um, of course, with the season being as shorted as it is, um. Uh, you know, I, I've got to uh, I've got to throw throw every every championship uh, that I've ever won at the at the top. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of uh, neat races um, that we've won and so on and so forth. But um, any championship that you can come out on top, um, you know, with the, again the quality of car and uh, um, so on that we race with uh, every week, um, you know, it, it, it's it's, it's all, they're always at the top. Um, you know, not not number one or number two, but they're all number ones because um, when when you can again when you can top a series that uh, uh, these guys do this just as many races as you do every year, um, you know, and, and got just as many laps, if not more. Um, it's uh, you know, it's all all pretty pretty awesome.
0: Well, Jared, I know we had problems with our, our interview with you on Friday night, so I'd like to give you a chance to thank the people that you need to thank um, for, for not only, you know, getting getting you through a season and continuing to race this year, but for uh, making it possible for you to win a championship. Who makes that possible for you?
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I got Dan out here with me in the in the, in the shop tonight, and, uh, of course, my, my wife and, and two daughters um, <laughs> putting up with uh, – uh, this whole deal and a lot of time and effort that it takes. And, and, my dad and, uh, um, uh, you know, all the, all the military, uh, Josh Greenwood, he, uh, he's helped me for the last few years and, uh, he's off fight, fighting for our country now. And, uh, you gotta thank all those guys for, uh, keeping us free. But, uh, most of all the, the sponsors on this race car, um, M and W construction, T and D interiors, Nifty brother tire, uh, Vorse paving, of course, uh, Schaefer's oil, Audeville Concrete Solutions, uh, Miller Construction, um, Audeville Lumber, Miller Precision, uh, Scott Miller Trucking, Troy Ramp Construction, uh, Redeck of Northwest Ohio, Team um, and Tree Service, uh, Creative Edge Cabinets. Uh, I mean, the, the list goes on. You guys see this race car at the racetrack. Um, and, uh, of course, without uh, without their support and uh, their back uh, helping me out, it's, uh, this wouldn't be possible. So I've got to thank Thank everybody behind this
0: race team. Well, Jared, thanks for joining us tonight. Congratulations on a championship and good luck. And with, Zach, uh, we, we want to thank uh,
1: thank Jared for joining us tonight. Hey, uh, Once thank, again, thank congratulations on his me. 2020 Great Lakes Super Sprint Championship. But, Zach, a couple of weeks ago, I don't think anyone would have, would have guessed that Berlin Raceway would be holding their first event of 2020 this past weekend. Uh, but that's exactly what happened. And it was the traditional ninth annual Icebreaker 100 that was on tap for the super late models on Saturday night. And it was uh, a face we don't see much behind the wheel these days who kicked things off as Terry Seneker, who took over the controls of the Lee Van Dyke number 24 machine for this event, set fast time for the 25-car field. Seneker would then proceed to draw a 12, Zach, for the invert, uh, so put him way back in the field. Uh, Dave Zagaisky and Joe Bush would uh, lead the field to green, and it was Zagaisky who would pick up the race lead early, but by lap seven, it was the 17 year old youngster from Coopersville, Evan Shotko, who had put his number 22 machine out front. A major incident in turns three and four would bring out the red flag on lap 16, as several cars running mid-pack would be collected, ending the night for most involved. On the restart, Shotko would shoot back to the point. Uh, two competition cautions were used during the event, but Shotko was up for the challenge on each restart, holding off challenges and driving away late from Boris Yurkovich and Brian Bergacre. Shotko would pick up his first ever icebreaker win and the fifth of his young career at the Berlin Raceway. And Zach, uh, like he is going to need to fall back on it, the win also gives him a guaranteed start in the Money in the Bank 150 coming up on September 12th. Uh, I caught up with Evan in Victory Lane to discuss his performance. Well, down here in Victory Lane at the Berlin Raceway, and uh, caught up your winner of the Icebreaker 100, Evan Shaco. Man, what a car you had tonight! Uh, picked up the lead early, and then uh, just kind of walked away from the rest of the way.
6: Yeah, you know, I think it was like driving a like You don't get a car that good that often, but you know, it means the world to me to be the field like that with Terry Seneca, Boris. I mean, the whole everybody was here, and uh, you know, I managed to pull this one off. Um, you know. Hats off to them, though. I mean, they're always the best wherever they go. It just means a lot to beat them. You didn't
1: have it easy. They had the competition caution, so it closed things back up a few times. Zagaisky, Yerkovic, a couple of times you had to fight them off, and they just didn't have it. Your restarts were awesome tonight.
6: Yeah, thank you. No, it definitely wasn't easy, but um, controlling the restart helped a lot. So, uh, you know, I could get the jump on them or whatever and hopefully clear them down in turn one. Um, but yeah, I mean, car was great. I can't thank all my crew and family enough.
1: Your fifth Super Late Model win. Uh, you do have a, you are locked into the Money in the Bank 150 in a couple weeks. Not like it matters, but uh, it, is that a little bit off your shoulders that you know? Hey, no matter what happens, we're in that race.
6: All right? Yeah. You know, sometimes you have off night or whatever, and uh, you know it's exciting. that We're at least gonna be able to start the race. Um, this is a really good car. Uh, I'm really happy about it. Um, you know, we just wrecked our primary car. This is the backup. So, you know, I feel pretty good about it going into the money of the bank.
1: Well, congratulations. Who all helps you out in this car and makes it possible for you?
6: Uh, thank you. I'd like to thank Benton Baker, uh, all my crew, everybody, family. I mean, we spent the last week working on the primary car, backup car, got them both done for tonight. Um, I mean, these guys worked their butts off. I can't thank them enough. Uh, so, yeah, just thank you to all them guys.
1: All right, that is your Icebreaker 100 winner at Berlin, Evan Schatko. And uh, Brian Bergaker was able to get by Boris Yurkovich in the closing laps. For the runner-up spot and I tracked down Brian to get his thoughts. We're well, back in the pit area following the Icebreaker 100 at the Berlin Raceway catching up with your second place finisher Brian Bergacre and man you kind of got mired in that third fourth fifth place spot for most of the run and then uh, you know you're able to get Jurkovic real late.
3: Yeah we uh... We kind of riding there in the middle once we got up to fifth there and uh, trying to save some tires we knew the competition cautions were coming if we went 30 laps there so trying to save some tire for the end and uh, hopefully we had something for the end there and we saved some but we didn't quite have enough you know we got Boris right there at the last lap but that was fun racing with him you know we haven't had I think we've all talked about this
1: at one time or another we haven't had a lot of racing this year does it does that kind of hurt you when you when you walk into a big race like this where there's so much competition
3: yeah it does I think <laughs> you know especially somebody um, in my my Issues where i'm mostly an outlaw driver you know these template cars drive different they handle different they you know they, the, the changes are different so to, to get a car to go you know finish second in this race that's a win for us today and you know we'll come back next week see if we can actually get one
1: who well, all helps you out on this car
3: i gotta thank brian clay he's the car owner and central transport um, for all their help and sweet manufacturing uh, earnest performance seneca performance and michigan marking
1: well nice second place run i'm assuming we're going to see in a couple weeks at the money in the bank 150 yeah for sure thanks all right thanks brian and Zach, uh, racing action and other divisions uh, that took place on Saturday night, Tim DeVos and Scott Root won the inaugural feature events for the new limited late model class at the Berlin Raceway. Kyle Toppin and Josh Fry won in the sportsman class and Case Roloffs and Cole Roloffs picked up wins in the four cylinders. Uh, so Zach, uh, a great time had by all at the Berlin Raceway. I do want to thank Nick Rice, Nick Messman for their hospitality on Saturday uh berlin officials did an incredible job uh getting this event up and going and off uh, off the ground uh and we'll talk more with the youngster evan schocko about his weekend uh coming up after this break you're listening to horsepower happenings
0: when the call sounds from race control yellow 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 bottom of one yellow 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 bottom of one top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for motor city racing promotions to respond Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. You know, racers know, racers know, right? So you know how much things cost, you know what sort of quality you want, and you know the items that you're going to need to make your team successful. Hubco manufacturing has you covered you need a lift they've got them for 925 dollars that's it that's the lift lines cylinder pump fittings custom paint if you want it you can have it HubcoLifts.com. maybe you need the lights that hang off the back of the trailer so you can actually i don't know see what you're doing on your race car at the racetrack hubco has you covered i racing driver in the off season you want to be able to take your real steering wheel and play some iRacing? You need that converter that Hubco has. Check them out, hubcolifts.com, or find Hubco on Facebook. You can shop right there as well, and uh, they'll get you covered. You want to do it the old fashioned way? That's fine. Call 269 838 0029. That's 269 838 0029 for Hubco. Luke Hubble will get you taken care of.
3: This is 2019 Merritt Speedway Modified and Late Model Champion, David Melkey, and you're listening to Horsepower Happen.
0: Welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Zach Heiser, Rich Friends with you. And time for our second interview on the night, Rich. It's been such a busy show, um, but it was a busy weekend, so it's uh, it's appropriate. Let us know who we're chatting with.
1: Zach, this young man had a huge weekend. He dominated the ninth annual Icebreaker 100 at the Berlin Raceway on Saturday night and route to his fifth super late model win at Berlin. And he's a first-timer on the program, makes his home in Coopersville, Michigan. Evan Shotko, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hi. Thanks for having me. First of all, congratulations on your icebreaker win on Saturday. Uh, please tell me uh, it wasn't as easy as it looked because that car looked pretty awesome all night long.
5: Yeah. No. Honestly, um, that car I've never drove anything like it. It's um, not too often you can get you get a car that is perfect. You know, you have no complaints about it. But um, you know, it's still we still had some uh, restarts and stuff where I had to fight off Boris Sirkovic and such. And, uh, you know they're, they're the best in the business, so wow. you know it definitely wasn't wasn't easy, but uh, it was, thanks to a good handling car and everything, it wasn't as hard as what I imagined.
1: Yeah, and then you know you walked me right into my next question. You know, we talked a little bit about those restarts and how, because of the competition cautions that might be used, which they were, you had two of them, um, that those were gonna be important. First, you had to fight fight off uh, Dave Zagaiski. Boris Yurkovic, like you said, and then one of the best in the business around here in Brian Bergacre.
5: Yeah, no, the uh, compensation cautions, they can either win your race or lose your race, and uh, luckily, they didn't uh, they didn't seem to affect me too much. You know, we had good restarts and everything, but uh, you know, it makes it interesting for the fans pushing it back up, you know. Um, but I still, it was a lot of fun. It's fun racing against guys like that. Um, you know, they're the best in the business, like I said, and you know, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, and you know I was lucky enough where I I got to beat the best
0: uh, Saturday night. Had to wait quite a while to get to go out and race at Berlin, and you know you and so many others were excited to get out there. Um, what was it like to finally get back to that racetrack after so much time away from what is virtually your home track?
5: Yeah, no, I, it was awesome. Um, I've been looking forward to going back to Berlin because I won the last race at Berlin last year, so. Uh, I felt like I had a little bit of momentum going into, you know, whatever the first night was going to be. So I've just been looking forward to it forever. Um, It's fun racing in front of your friends and family and everything. Um, So, yeah, it was just really exciting that I got to do that and win in front of all my friends and family.
0: Now, we should be clear, this wasn't the first time you were out this season. You've been having some fun on the road. As a matter of fact, um, if you go to the Shotco Racing page, sounds like you may have found a track that you actually do enjoy down in Pennsylvania. Talking about Jennerstown, um, specifically, you went there on the 4th of July and and looked really promising. Uh, Talk about that little bit of uh, road trip that you did.
5: Yeah, no, uh, we've been lucky enough where we had to do a couple road trips. And uh, we were real good down in Jennerstown, and you know we kind of had an unlucky year, and uh, we ended up breaking. But um, you know it was still a lot of fun. Car was fast, uh, and that's all you can ask for, right? Sometimes you just don't you just don't get lucky. Uh, we we weren't lucky that night, but things happen.
1: Now back to the race uh, on Saturday. I, I, the competition cautions were new for me. I, I don't recall seeing those at very often at Berlin before. But uh, did that help you save the car a little bit because you knew that there was probably a competition caution coming and it would leave you a little bit left at the end to fight with?
5: Yeah, you know, the entire race, uh, you know, my crew guys are on the radio basically backing me down, you know, slow down, save, save tire for the caution, whatever. So basically I was just doing whatever I could do to stay in the lead, you know, just barely in the lead, just barely in front of second place to save, save, save for the end because we knew there was going to be caution. So, you know, the competition cautions, I feel like put a lot of strategy into a race makes it interesting for us all. Cause you know, you know, guys can save tires the entire race and last 15 laps or so they'll, they'll light it up. But, uh, um, I felt like I put down good, a good enough pace, uh, where it forced people to, um, burn up tires basically. And like I said, my car was such, it was just, it was so perfect. Um, I felt like I just had better tires at the end and yeah, I just, just got them.
1: And I could tell you knew where you were and where you were standing because the last 10 laps I'm on the deck as close as I could get to the to flag stand and you're lifting at the flag stand going into the corner. Um, you knew you had a big lead and you knew as long as you didn't mess up that you had to think you had, you could close the deal.
5: Yep. Uh, that car was, it, it was amazing. Uh like you said, I was living at the flag stand, uh, just, just trying to seal the deal. Don't do anything stupid. You know, be cautious with the lap cars. I knew that as long as something dumb didn't happen, you know, I was going to be able to win the race. So, um, it was another one of those things where saving tires is important at the end because I just would have went all out and you get a caution with two to go and the guy in second place has a little bit better tires. Well, now he's going to get you. You know, he threw your whole race away. So, um, but yeah, yeah and, uh, saving tires can be important.
0: You know, we talked to Josh Fry last weekend, kind of getting a preview from Berlin. And you uh, you you pick up the win. And Josh texted me. He goes, "Hey, don't forget. Um, I told you to watch for Evan Schotko when when we get the season going again." Um, what's it like to have people kind of looking at you now and go, "Okay, th- this this kid's been to Victory Lane." You know, the last two times we've been here at Berlin. Um, how's your confidence level now for the next uh, few races that you've got lined up?
1: Uh, you know,
5: obviously. I'm I'm pretty confident in everything but um you know, there's a difference between confident and cocky. Uh, I just I, I do my best to stay humble and uh, you know, stay stay true. because, um, I mean anybody at Berlin can win. There's it it's such a good field of cars. I mean I feel good going in next week by but by no means do I have you know, uh, by no means am I overconfident. You know, you celebrate the win on Saturday, and Monday morning, you know, you get back on the grind. So, you know, everybody's going to be better next week, so I have to get better, too, if I want to win.
1: And and speaking of next week, uh, we're going to do this all over again. 100 laps, $5,000 to win, just announced today. Uh, easy enough to say, you've been there before, and it was just a couple days ago.
5: <laughs> <laughs> right. I, uh, I'm just super appreciative of uh, Berlin Raceway being able to put these events on. Um, I feel like Berlin is going to end up losing money on this whole thing, um, just being open for a couple races. So they're really doing it for the racer, and I just want i just want them to know that I really appreciate it.
0: Well, Evan, we appreciate you being on the show tonight. Uh, congratulations on the win, and uh, good luck the rest of the way, Evan. Uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to you again here.
5: Yeah, all right. Thank you.
0: All right, we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to uh, another driver who picked up some big change over the weekend, this time on The Dirt. Donor Coolier coming up on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. If you're searching for a weekly podcast that features local results, news, and insight, then your search stops with Horsepower Happenings.
1: Every Monday night, Zach Heiser and Rich France break down the weekend
0: motorsports from NASCAR to the world of outlaws. Then they go over what's happening in the Great Lakes region. Plus, they sit down with industry professionals, including drivers, car owners, track promoters, and
1: more. Find a complete broadcast schedule and more information at HorsepowerHappenings.com
0: and follow Horsepower Happenings on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. When the call sounds from race control, Hello, yellow, yellow, bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniforms systematically arrive on scene, with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. This is two-time Money in the Bank 150, Money Brian Campbell, and you're listening to Horsepower Happenings. Back to Horsepower Happenings, time for the nightcap. Uh, Donovan Cooley joins us. Rich, um, we had a chance to watch him. Well, not we. I had a chance to watch him on Saturday have an impressive run. But you, Rich, got to see the historic run on Friday.
1: Gosh, Zach, an outstanding weekend for this gentleman, uh, headlined uh, by that monster win on Friday at Tri-City Motor Speedway in the Dirt Car UMP Summer Nationals Hell Tour event. Uh, the first time a Michigan driver has won on the Hell Tour in over 10 years, uh, and probably, I'm guessing, probably the biggest win of his career. Uh, Mark coulier welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys. Man, uh, congratulations. What a night. Uh, man, you surprised me with that burnout because we don't see too many of those uh, in dirt racing, but that was incredible. Uh, but I got to ask you, the crowd support you felt in Victory Lane when you got out of that race car, I haven't seen a racetrack like that in a very long time
7: <laughs> it's just uh it's actually tri-city has become more of more of my home racetrack over over the years than you know the merritt seaway which i know tri-city is an hour down the road but uh, we spend more we spend more time there but uh i mean it's, it's it's awesome to have that kind of support you know from even afterwards from all the drivers crew i mean i, I mean i ran out of t-shirts i mean i'm out of stock <laughs> and we sold so many t-shirts after the races and stuff too but it's just uh i mean it's just nice to you know, to show what we can do. I, I know we've been really good at Tri City over the years, and just to do it in front of all the fans and all the support.
1: And, and really, the way you did it. We'll, we'll get into the race now. Uh, Frank Heckenass Jr. starts on the pole, uh, and really doesn't have a lot of pressure from anybody for about 40 laps. Uh, you committed yourself to the bottom. We talked about that, uh, you know, on Friday night, a- and really moved from eighth to second, working your way on the bottom. Frankie hit some lap traffic in the last ten laps, and boy, game is on at that point. Oh, I know. It's just, uh, I mean, I mean, the car was good all
7: night. It's just, uh, it just took a little bit for racetrack to get cleaned up to get racy. But uh, but once it did, I mean, it just really showed how good the car's been. I mean, I mean, we've been busting butt. I mean, we've uh, we changed motors, we've changed bodies. I mean, heck, we worked from we took last last and off basically. We raced Friday night, but we took Saturday. Saturday off just to prepare ourselves for this week. I mean, we put a new body in one of our cars, we changed motors in one of our cars, and uh, I mean, we never stopped working on tires just to have everything done. I and mean, we had all of our tires done for the weekend before we even went and race some of the just just the effort the whole team puts in. You know, just uh, you know Jimmy Jimmy Smith, my tire guy. Um, you know, longtime friend. I've known Jimmy since since I moved, first moved to Holton Lake back in when I was just a you know seven year old kid. You know, and uh, Derek Derek, my main crew guy. Um, he's here every weekend I and mean, he's, he's from the Owasa area and he drives up every weekend to drive to toer and just, uh, I mean, just great help. My girlfriend, and my dad all the support, um, you know, my boss Boston, let me have those three days off just to be able to go racing and stuff. It's just, uh, it's, I mean, everything's clicking. I mean, uh, I mean, Bob Patrick, um, you know, I've known Harold I know, I know his, his real is Harold, but I've known Harold for a lot of years. I drove his modified. It was always a green 29 car. He always owned a modified and, uh, over the winter he just kind of came to me and wanted, wanted to own a late model and wanted to do with us because he believed in us and you know he bought us a, a nearly new black diamond and, and he actually bought us a brand new engine that, that motor that was in that car that was only the third night out on that motor i mean i've, I've never had equipment like this in my life i've always had older cars older motors and, and uh just to, just to have the support and uh, and just to just to show what we could do
0: Donut, take us back a little bit here and, you know, obviously Rich talked with you on Victory Lane, but um, at a track like Tri-City, I think some drivers would be concerned starting maybe outside of the top five like you did, um, but obviously you know that track very well. And what was your level of confidence going into that race, knowing where you started and knowing what kind of competition was ahead of you?
7: I mean, mean, I've, I've raced Auburn for years. Um, even back before they were UMP and stuff, and uh, they—it's—it's uh, it's like a lot of Michigan racetracks. They've always had that point by average stuff. So if you ran good, or if you won the week before, the best you could start was 12. And I mean, my pretty much my whole racing career at Tri City Motor Speedway, I, I've, the best I got to start was 12. And uh, it just shows you how good that place is. I mean, it, it's a place where there's—I mean, it starts out slick and it gets slicker and slicker, but it's—it's it's always been racy, and that's—that's that's one of the reasons why I've always enjoyed going there because you could always pass. And it just worked out, just knowing the place. I mean, I know we kind of married at the bottom just because the last few weeks we've raced here. That's kind of where the groove has been. But I really felt like, I mean, when I came through there, I mean, I passed top, bottom, middle. I mean, the car was really comfortable and just, I mean, really just the way Tri-City is. I mean, it's just, it's racy. It's slow. I mean, it's not hard It's not hard on equipment. Even after doing a couple donuts, I mean, our tire still looked like new. I mean, after we came home and stuff. I mean, we actually ran the left rear. The same left all all Saturday night at Merritt. and it's uh, it's it's just a uh, it's just a great facility and great fans.
0: In the closing laps, you you get within striking distance of Frankie, and y- you know it's it's Frankie, you and Rusty, and what a what a threesome to have at the front of Tri City. Were you surprised when Frankie started leaving some bottom open? I mean, when you were watching him go into the corner, did you know that you were going to have some room to strike there? Were you pretty confident you'd be able to get around him?
7: Uh, this goes back to Frank and I just being really good friends. I mean I've got to, I've got to know him and his family um over the last I don't know, seven, eight years. I mean actually my 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 old my, my own personal car that I own, um, the car I've been running my older car is actually one of his old ones. I actually went down there two years ago and bought a car from him and and we just, just had a great relationship actually just before the feature. Um, there were, nobody had a forty in stock at the tire shed and I actually had to run down and actually I bought a tire from Frankie. You know, just before we went racing, you know, at, at Tri-City, and he's always, you know, whatever his mind's his, whatever, you know, whatever his is, we, we have a great relationship. Just, I mean, we don't have any issues. We, we don't have each other race. We don't pinch. You know, we, we just, like he said, he's he seen, seen a red nose, and he gave me room, and, you know, it's just, so, it's just a lot of respect that I have for him and his family for, for racing everybody clean. So,
1: and to, be more, and to be more specific for anybody that wasn't there, that lap 43, uh, you get underneath him on the bottom coming out of turn four, with a very sweet move, like Zach said, uh, but only, the only other problem is you're bringing a three-time UMP national champion with you in Rusty Schlank. It wasn't over yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't.
7: I was just really focused on hitting my marks. So the place is so slick. I mean, I, I looked up—I don't know—halfway through and <clears throat> just kind of seen how many laps are down. And once I seen the flagman with five to go, I mean, I didn't even look at the scoreboard enough, and I just made sure it was, I knew if the car was good enough, I had enough traction where you know my, my my stick guy was giving me. You know, every lap it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I knew we were pulling away by four or five carters. So I mean, I felt I felt like it was mine to lose as long as I didn't have a mechanical failure or or a screw up as a driver.
0: You know, Rich mentioned it in the opening, and and it's been really well documented. Uh, you become the first driver in over ten years, going back to July of two thousand ten. You become the first Michigan driver to win with the Summer Nationals held to her. Does that does that hold any merit to you? Does that hold any weight in your heart on on how hard it is to race against these guys and what you actually did accomplish on Friday night? It is,
7: it is actually man. I mean, I say that's. I mean, I won that McKinley race last year at Merit for a ten thousand win, and uh, I mean any Michigan guy or anybody who races around here. Like when the summer nationals fired up, I mean, there's uh, it's a different this different atmosphere. I mean, like how how I explained even like uh, you know Joshua Joyner who was running around dirt on dirt. Um, like these are kind of like our crown jewels for us. I mean, I mean, we're not big time racers where we go run Eldora or, you know, Knoxville and stuff like that. Cause we just can't afford it. But when the summer nationals come up here, it kind of levels you off and it kind of can show you where you're at. And, uh, I know we've been working hard and, you know, we've stepped up our program I and mean, without, without, you know, Patrick plumbing and, you know, Dennis craft construction, you know, Jimmy's collision. I mean, even, you know, like Matt Ryan, my engine builder, um, I got, I mean, since I got hooked up with Matt four years ago, I couldn't ask for a better friend. I mean, he's, 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 even yesterday, you know, we're out in the shop just getting stuff cleaned up and he calls and talks and just, just, and he was that, he was that trice, or he was that Thunderbird, you know, supporting us to, for track support and just to have a guy like Matt. I mean, I mean, I would, um, if I lived closer or if we were closer, I'd probably go to lunch once a week with him. But uh, it's just, we got great people um, and we're having, I mean, all of us as a crew team we're having the best year and just having fun again and when, once you start having fun things just click and roll and I mean just uh it's it's almost too good to be true honestly like the you know the a summer national race and I've been racing since 2003 and that's all you ever dreamed about was just be on the run and I, I ran third with those guys three four years ago at merit and I was so excited just to be a, just to get an interview on dirt under and then four years later to actually come win one that's just a it's just a dream come true.
1: You know, we we get to talk. uh, You know, every other week or so at whatever track we're at. But you know, when we talked after the race on Friday night, you you honestly were struggling for words, and and it really looked like this really affected you. Every time I've interviewed you, you've never had a problem speaking, and and it you really didn't know what to say. This was a big win for you, wasn't it? It was. I
7: mean, I mean, I mean, I, I really lost track of how many wins we have. I mean, I don't know. I know back in 2016, I had, I, I, I had a hundred career late model wins I never counted go-karts or, or modifieds or anything else I drove. I mean, I've only counted late model wins. I think we're anywhere like 175 to 200, but just, uh, just to win something like that. I mean, it's just, uh, it's still a loss for words. I mean, I mean, just the you know, the, the $10,000 paycheck, I mean, for a race team like ours, I mean, that goes a long ways. I mean, that. You know, I'd take care of take care of your engine bill for the winter. I mean, and 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 other parts and pieces. You need to keep your chassis updated. I mean, I'm a guy who I don't have unlimited funds. I don't have a a car owner with a limited checkbook. I mean, we're, I mean, he's done wonders by buying a car and bought a motor for us. But uh, I mean, he just lets us put the money back in the car. And you know, and I've I've always raced. How we race, you know, Friday night is how we race Saturday night, and how we race Saturday night is how we race next Friday. You know, if we if we don't run good. You know, it's you just, it, it just costs so much money. I mean, I race the race next week, and if we don't, I mean, everybody has their bad nights and bad results, but, uh, but, but it's just, I mean, everybody knows how much these things cost. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, a turnkey late model was, you know, 35, 40 grand. Now, now they're, they're double in price. you you know, they're 75, 85,000 for a brand new car. And to be able to get a payday like that, it's just, uh, it's just tremendous for a race team.
1: Now, before we let you go, I got to find out, uh, I was down in the pit area while you were still in the infield and what I need to know is who is in trouble for leaving Sarah back in the pits and not in <laughs> the victory lane because that was the wrong move. <laughs> uh, she was kinda she still was kinda buttered
7: about that, but uh just uh I mean some something <laughs> just miscommunication, somebody was so a little over excited and hopped on her four wheeler and and uh but it's I mean it's I of all the hype and that was kind of the downfall seeing her being you know, 'cause she's been sick all summer and she's finally feeling good and she's healed and only got to go to a race, and she's uh, she's just excited as, as as we are, you know. even even though that she, uh, but like we got some pictures taken. I hopefully 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 it works out. But uh, I do apologize to her for, for not being able to get her on a race try to get a picture because that's that's she's my number one supporter.
0: A third place finish, a win, and a third place finish is your twenty twenty Hell Tour statistics for starts and finishes. Um, pretty impressive and some great momentum building into the rest of 2020 as uh merritt and tri-city really heating up now with challenge series races and i think rich we're gonna have to turn our attention really hard to that 6m here over the next couple of weeks and see what happens with the challenge series so donna congratulations and good luck with everything that's still coming up i know
7: i gotta i gotta step up my qualifying program to be able to catch catch travis travis is pretty good at laying down a good lap to get those extra bonus points for qualifying but uh all we'll do is uh we'll, we'll maintenance our stuff and uh you know, so we can pull it off. We can pull it off. If not, we always try our best and uh, we'll just uh, try to get it done. I know we're, uh, what, we got three weeks here, three weeks left. We got, I think it goes into what, September 12th or whatever. Yep. The, I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you what the schedule has left, but uh, honestly, that'll probably be our last three weeks of the year. Just, uh,
0: just to get ready, just, keep our, just to be able to keep our stuff fresh and, and ready to go. Yeah, September 12th, we put the cap on the uh, Challenge Series races and the Merit and Tri-City season, so we'll be looking forward to that. So, Donna, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Congratulations, and we'll talk again soon
7: all right sounds good thanks thanks rich and thanks Max, for always always calling and inviting me on the show i always appreciate it well
0: again rich our thanks to my goodness we talked to a lot of people on the show tonight uh ricky peterson got to thank him brian bergaker for making time for us at the racetrack as well and then of course evan uh shotko for making some time jared horseman nearly forgot about jared earlier in the program and of course dona for chatting with us one of the biggest weekends in michigan motorsports here in 2020 actually it's probably safe to say the biggest weekend Rich richness as you said at the top, how much fun you and I got to have as race fans over the weekend. And I'm sure the Michigan race fans were treated as well.
1: We had a great time, Zach. I know both of us did uh, the last several days, but I'm a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a lo- that was a long weekend. But, uh, you know, I everybody knows my my pavement routes. It was great. It felt so good to get back to Berlin. And what a race. It really was a good race. Uh, Evan Schocko did an outstanding job. Uh, very impressed with that young man. Write his name down. He is going places. Uh, mark my words. But uh, And then got to spend some time in the dirt as well, like you did. So... I got the best of both worlds, and what happens? We start all over again this weekend.
0: Yeah, and you know what? We posed the question on our Facebook page, where was the best racing this weekend? Hands down, Merritt Speedway was the place to be, according to our fans. Um, did have some votes for Sprint Cars at 996 Thunderbird, in my opinion, they did a really nice job with the racing for the late models. Um, I would have to say, obviously, I miss Tri-City, but uh, Thunderbird's probably a close second to uh, the late model racing this weekend, and uh, really factory stocks actually from Merritt speedway rich got the most votes and that was a race that i missed but apparently they came to the line came to the finish line like 18 cars wide or something um so uh, it was really really great really great racing uh, weekend all over the state so uh, we love it when stuff like that happens and as you said we're gearing up for it all over again. Merritt Speedway going to be the place to be between Merritt and Tri-City. If you're a late model fan, that challenge series is heating up over these next, uh, as Dona said, three or four weeks uh, straight. There's a challenge series every weekend until September 12th.
1: And Travis Stemmler does have a X on his back. They're coming after him. They're not giving up. They're not going to roll over and just give him this championship. Uh, Dona Marcoulier thinks he can probably catch him. Uh, We'll find out this weekend if he can put a dent into that point lead.
0: And then, of course, as Evan said and as you said, Berlin Raceway going to do it all over again this Saturday night uh, with another $5,000 to win show. Owasso Speedway, if you're a pavement fan, they'll have some modified action coming up on Saturday as well. Um, And then, I don't know, or I'm going to be on Friday, but I think Must See Racing Sprint Cars uh, with uh, M40 Presents Galesburg Speedway is going to be a really good show and um, so I, I've got some decisions to make. Maybe, Rich, will have to send you over to M40 for the first time this year.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe. You know what I'm looking forward to? One time this year, Zach, we get to go to a race together. How are we going to figure
0: that one out? Well, yeah, I think we'll have to get some minds to meld on that one and see what happens. So, um, but you know what? We're out of time. A huge show. Thanks to all the people who made it possible for us to to do this. Uh, to all the track owners who let us in, and to all the drivers who uh, who uh, you know took time for us, and all the fans, Rich, that made time to stop and talk to us over the weekend as well. We appreciate you, and uh, thanks so much for all of the uh, the support. And next Monday night, same time, same place, we'll be right here on Horsepower Happenings.
1: You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings on the Motor City Racing Network. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to HorsepowerHappenings.com.
2: And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.